everyone, and welcome back to the Deutsche Grammophon International Podcast Series. I'm Sarah Willis, French horn player by trade and also a passionate podcaster. I just love podcasting with the Yellow Label's star-studded cast of musicians. Today's podcast will be bathed in light. My guest has a new album out which explores the spiritual connection to light and includes pieces by 13 women composers from Bingen to Beyoncé. Yes, that's Hildegard von Bingen and our very own Beyoncé. They are 900 years apart. I can't wait to hear more about this album and why light inspires my guests so much. Dear Maddie Samuelson, a warm welcome. It's so great to see you today. Thank you, Sarah. It's very nice to be here and talk to you. You, we've never actually met in person. We've heard each other play. Yes, and I have seen so many of those things that you do, and I am very fascinated by your energy and your take on things. So I'm very honored that we can. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> A lot of the things I do, including the horn challenge. So be glad you're not here in the studio with me, because if you were, you'd be made to play my horn. Except in COVID times, it's not really the most hygienic thing right. to ask people. Right. So we're we're giving it a little break at the moment. <laughs> yes, I see. Well, but today is all about you and about right. your wonderful new album. And w- do I pronounce it correctly if I say loose? Is that right? Yeah, we would in Norwegian, which is kind of the title as loose. Oh, well, I got it completely wrong then. You were just being polite. Well, I'm sure it was a sort of a dialect you were having. Maybe. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That, that, that Nordic and Norwegian dialect of, yeah. Yes. Um, say it again. Lys. Lys. Beautiful. Yes. And it means light. That is correct. And in all the promotion blurb, as we say, it talks about exploring the spiritual connection to light. What that, exactly that do you sounds, mean by that? That sounds it does. so advanced, right? <laughs> I was very like, impressed. I know. I was even very much impressed myself. I think it's as simple as I wanted to experiment or explore a bit the the various aspects of light, what it does to us, what it does to the world and kind of tell a story with different light. Light is not only positive, light is not only bright, maybe. So then I started diving into music and composers that, yeah, I thought could help me explore that story. But why light? I mean, I read that the idea came during a delayed plane flight. That is true. So you were sitting in an airport thinking, ah, I'm going to explore light. What was happening in that airport? Well, I I lost my flight, right? And this was before COVID. And I was sitting there and I think as I'm trying to do a bit different things than, than just another violin concerto or another recording of the Brahms Sonatas, I I try to challenge myself to come up with new ideas. They're not often very good. Actually, mostly they're they're not good at all. But then sometimes it's, it's something that I want to follow more. And this is actually what happened at that airport. And I immediately called Christian, uh, Christian as in Christian Bazura, who's been my A&R with Deutsche Grammophon for several years. And we started exploring the idea of aspect of light and which composers we wanted to reach out to. And so there it kind of just, the ball started rolling. And uh, actually, then we went a bit away from the idea and then we came back to it. And that's, you know, 
That's always an interesting path. So did you come up with 13 composers straight away? And where did you get the idea that there should be only women composers? (laughs) I mean, there's all these questions that I'm dying to find out the answers to. Right. I mean... The majority of the composers are women that I am very much admiring their world, the sound world they're kind of having, the um, soundscapes or what you can call it. And Hildegard von Bingen has always, I mean, it was a bit hard to call her, but... She's she's been a long time favorite, and uh, of course, a very when, long time. Absolutely, uh, I had to go go for one of her choir works. You mean she wasn't on Zoom? She wasn't. No, she wasn't no. available. And then, of course, it's a teamwork. I have my team, and together with the team at Deutsche Grammophon, we all together came up at the end with this group that we're. Did you know them all? Because I actually, to be very honest, didn't. (laughs) Right. I knew a few, but not many. The same actually for me. I know personally a few of them. And then I've heard about many of them and know their work. So I called. I have a tendency to just reach out to people. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that they say no, right? So They obviously didn't. Well, yeah. (laughs) And then there are some where schedules didn't fit for kind of personal meetings and so. So then we have rearranged some pieces that that goes for Beyonce, for instance. Yeah, we're going to get on to her in a moment, of course. I was so impressed with that. And, and also it's yeah. very, in the list it just said, Hilde, it's a, you go from Margaret Hermann to Hildegard von Bingen and then it just said Halo. It didn't right. say in my list I had, and I was like, Halo? I never heard of that composer before. Right. <laughs> and then, and then I, I looked, I realized, I listened to it, and I was like, I was hmm, like, you've heard this before. <laughs> halo, halo. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's been an interesting journey. I mean, it is, I think for me, it was really, I had the conversation with most of the composers and trying to explain what I was looking for and how we could kind of create that. Um, what did you tell them? What were together? you looking for? Well, I really wanted to get the sound somehow of, you know, not a sunrise only or a sunshine song or a bright, happy tune. I wanted also to explore the painful light, the the dark light, the sad light, maybe the light that we see when we're about to die or or if you have been quickly away for a moment, you know, flash of light, bright white light, or that's what several people have told. But also that intense warm light that can be so harmful for us as well as a global community and for our world. So I think it was kind of an endless world of sound one could dive into with that short explanation or kind of storyline and uh, I think they've done brilliantly well so many of them and did yeah. each one of them get a, a, a you know their 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 task to do did you say okay I want you to do the white light I want you to do the the no, the, the no it was more a personal story because when I told the story of kind of the this this my yeah my ideas they all had a connection that they could Either it was like, oh, I have this, I think we should rearrange this piece for you. Or, oh, I have this idea that came to me. I want to write that out and send it to you. So it was, it seemed to be something that they all could connect to. 
And how did Beyonce get in there? Right. If I may go, if I may go back to being a, uh, you know, a fa- of course I want to talk about the the psychological developments of light, but I actually also want to know why Beyonce is in there. <laughs> well, it's one of my favorite pieces of of Beyonce, and this is not only my project. As I, as I said, we have we are several people sitting around a table, and there are discussions, there are ideas coming on, and some of them are taken, some of them are thrown, and then. Um, we wanted to explore how I had actually li- listened to a a version of Halo with the Norwegian singer Anne Brun, and that was done so intimate and so delicate that it was almost like a new song. And then we thought, what if we explore a bit in this? Yours direction? is very. It's a very intimate uh, thing. I mean, it really is a. Yeah, it's you. not your pop, your normal pop song. It's right. really very, yeah. very touching. I think Abbott, the arranger, has done a fantastic work in capturing kind of the essence, but still something unique. So, um, did you send it to her? I haven't actually been in touch with her yet. I'm about to. Maybe I should send her a friend request somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm well, sure she wouldn't mind. Let's uh, just hope I've she heard. doesn't say no you can't use it no i don't i think we're past that but <laughs> yes I think, i'm sure <laughs> i hope so <laughs> we're releasing soon <laughs> right no but i hope maybe she one day maybe hears it it would be nice yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just one of these very many, very unique works. I mean, just the way it starts with, you know, our good old Berlin composer yes. with White Flowers Take Their Bath. I mean, even just that title caught my eye, you know, yes. it's just like, oh, this is interesting. It, it's not just, you know, I, I was expecting a, a an album full of, you know, light yeah. words, but you've got right. like beech trees and flowers taking a bath. And I yes. mean, it's really, really interesting stuff in there. It's beautiful. It is so evocative. It just conjures up. But that's what you do, Maria, I must say. When you you play, you have your specific style. And like you say at the beginning, your your work is not just recording another Brahms concerto or another Four Seasons or whatever. You really go for that, that different path. Yeah, and, and, I feel and these, very lucky, though. Yeah, but they Sorry. all wrote for you, and they all wrote in your yeah. in Marie Samuelson style. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm extremely grateful and thankful, and I, the connection I've had with Meredy, with Hannah Peel, with Anna Meredith, and with Dobrinka Tabakova, it is Clarice Jensen. I'm, I'm so grateful because they really invest their time in kind of trying to join with their bits in a story that I want to tell and that I am telling now together with so many other wonderful humans. I am feeling also very grateful that I get the freedom and space to kind of use my platform for for these kind of projects. and, And I don't know if concept is the right word, but I think it's a pretty good word for it. Yeah. It is a concept. It's a it's a all round, uh, sort of like a package. You know, yeah. it's the meaning behind. It's it's your concept. It's the music. It's the meaning behind it. It's the philosophical yeah. side, and it's yeah. also your very unique way of making music. I think. Yeah. 
I feel very lucky that I get to kind of curate it on so many levels and not only given a sheet of paper and say, play this, we are recording. So know, when, yeah. when you listen to it, do you think, would you prefer people to listen to it? To you know, I know, tell me about it. <laughs> we never listen to what we've done. I've got like so many CDs still in their plastic, mm. you know, and the, right. my, my family come and they say, oh, you know, what's that? I, say, I never heard it, you know. <laughs> okay, so if I'm going to listen to it for the first time, would right. you suggest listening? listening to like a piece here and a piece there? Or is it like a whole listening experience and you should listen to them in that order? I think you can do both. I absolutely think so. I think you mentioned White Flowers Take Their Bath. I think it's a wonderful, feel-good, a fantastic piece that you can, you know, listen to in so many occasions. It's actually funny because Meredy, which I've kind of, I've, I've become such a fan of her. She actually had a totally different idea. She she had actually a near-death experience and sent me something on that first, which was obviously very different. Then it was over time, we evolved with the whole thing. And then she's like, Mari, actually, I, I've come up with something else. I think you should listen to this. And that was White Flower Take the Bath. And um, I'm very happy we ended with that one. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, you you started on my list. It came first. Hang yes, on, exactly. Yeah, on my list. Yes, yeah, came, that is my list. Opening. It came first. I must say, when I got to the end, I thought the last piece was the Claris Jensen "Love Abounds in Everything," and then the Anna Meredith piece. I I thought that my iTunes had sort of sprung and had I gone onto it. a different Isn't album. That's so cool. We wanted to shock a bit. It's like, yeah, I was like, what, what is what, what is this? Happened? Yeah, one needs that a bit, you know. It's like, am I on the wrong? something is there a technical wrong playlist yes and I think that's I mean Anna Meredith is the femme fatale she is really the she is so cool and she is so rule breaking and I'm just so happy that she's on this and I have admired her sound for so long time it was rather a complicated piece to record but I'm very happy that we, it turned out like a shocking thing at the end because that's what what, it, what I wanted. It's shocking start is not. Well, I'm really happy that I I experienced <laughs> it exactly like you you wanted me to yes. because I was like, what? Oh, hang on, yes. let me just see what what album is this? Because you know what it's like. You're listening to something and then all of a yes. sudden that ends and then yeah. something else. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah, but well, that's then so that predictable. Worked. So we yeah. wanted something unpredictable. It really, really worked. So when I was researching you, I spend the last few days with only you. I mean, it's 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 the best thing about doing these podcasts is that I knew of you, of course. I, I'd heard your duo with your brother and, you know, I'd heard you in Beijing and all those things. But to actually go into your world, it's it's quite Although we do the same, we get up in the mornings, we practice our instruments. You know, you are you you are an amazing violinist, so of course you have to do. I assume, or are you a wunderkind? You have to get up and do your scales as well. I do, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all do. But your 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 way of making music is like completely different than in the Berlin Philharmonic. It's a it's described as a, or you've described it even also as a neoclassical minimalistic. I mean. Do you have words that can describe it for the everyday listener? I mean, neoclassical. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm, I have to say, I'm not a big fan of that word. Actually, no, I'm not uh, either. But no, Wikipedia said so. Oh yeah. Well, they, <laughs> there you go. Well, um, I think for to me, it's music, and I think to me, music is something that we as musicians communicate in order to hopefully touch other people in one way or the other. I think. 
there are so much fantastic music out there, this endless repertoire. You have no chance as a human being, well, at least as a violinist or in an orchestra, you know, to get through everything. It's just not possible, at least not to convince, I think, in your strongest character or in the strongest way, all genres. I, at least, that's not for me. So I have, with the years, felt that in the rather minimalistic style or also in the Baroque with Bach and the more mathematic, squared, straight lines, uh, not too much romantic, that's where I feel the most, where I feel most home. And also, why is that? Do you think is it your 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 cold Nordic winters? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I oh, it's really interesting. That. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's, uh, I guess it's personality. We're we're different human beings. We are having different chemistry with our instruments and with our, you know, touch of. Maybe that's why there's not so much Bach music for French horn, uh, right, <laughs> because we're all much we're all much wilder <laughs> types, and we like to play Strauss and Mahler. And, yeah, maybe uh, I don't know, but I, I at least that's what I felt like. Why should I then? spend these years that I have trying to do things that others are doing maybe so much better than me when I can kind of just focus on the things that I think I want to kind of focus on and and where I, I feel the that's my little window there. So well, you're yeah. doing something very right because when I went onto your Spotify page, like seven million streams, horn oh. players can only dream of such things. Oh my goodness. I, I mean, that what, must have what? been from someone else that I've joined. <laughs> no, no <laughs> but your music has this appeal. It has the meditative quality as well. I mean, what, what do you think that is? I mean, please don't be modest here. I'm the British one, not the, <laughs> <laughs> the British. The Brits are always like, oh, no, no, no. But what do you think is the appeal? Of, of, of the music, of what you do? Well, I think the whole music listening, I think that's changed enormously, right? With all the platforms, with all the... We are, of course, going, putting on a CD and listening to that, but we're not only doing that. We are having the music with us all the time. We are using music more as therapy, I think, as human beings. We are using it to, to, to get up and come up and wake up we're using it to come down, to study and to, to, to get into the mindful zone. And, you know, so I think that opens also up the discussion on, or not the discussion, but maybe the possibility on putting more emotional words on how we feel when we listen to this and this music or why we listen to this and this music. So I think maybe what I have recorded and what I have joined with other musicians and composers is just falling into a genre or, or, or a style that is become popular listening to. Is that how you would describe the style instead of neoclassical? I'm sorry, I'm really, really getting you on this one. I can see it in no, your you, face. It's like, you're, oh gosh, you, forgot. you were hoping out of my you, zone here. You were hoping I'd forgotten that question. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to kind of get stuck in in one box. I I always try to challenge myself to look out and out of the window and look into new things. I mean, after this one now, I will I will want to come up with something new. And you never know what, 
if you if you put together a new collection of music and and bring that project out, you never know if it's going to be a success or not. But I'm willing to take that risk, and I'm willing to continue taking that risk because. I feel that it's very rewarding for me as as a as a communicator and also when I play these pieces live which is what it's also now finally coming coming back to. Oh, I totally hear you. I just think there's so so much to be said for projects that you can cur- curate yourself and like in the old days you'd basically be told, "Oh, you're recording Tchaikovsky with that orchestra and you turn up and you record your Tchaikovsky and then you go yes, home." Yes. Um but this this takes so much more. This is like you're putting your soul on the line with this, you know, because yeah. you're it's a whole, yeah, you're using your entire soul, your entire being to create this. So you're not just playing the violin on it. Yeah, well, I'm not doing everything i'm not composing of course i'm not i give maybe some ideas and i i i can come with comments the composers have been so open to me and i you know that is also fantastic but yes it is i'm putting myself out there and i think that's part of who i am do you miss your brother Oh, you say it straight out, right? <laughs> um i do at times yes i do i also think that as far as I know, we live once, and I think if you're not in it hundred percent, if if you don't want to be in in it hundred percent, do something else. I think music is is today on such level that if you if you want to be out there and and play concerts and record, it takes it takes really all of you. I think for my brother that he wanted to devote all of himself to something else. And he's very happy. And we, we're having a very good relationship as sister brother. That's also that, nice. That's great. That's also very, very important. No, I, I, I sort of meant, did you, did you, I didn't want to go into, into any family details you right. don't feel comfortable about. Oh, uh, you can talking ask about, me anything, Sarah. <laughs> oh, here we go. But I mean, it's just also that having someone with you on the road, you know, right. and having yes. someone else you can bounce ideas off, you know, you, you, you go your own way now and it, it can be a lonely road, can't it? Oh, it is completely. Yes. I felt it. I think, you know, he, we had the very last concert together in Istanbul, actually, did the Philip Glass double concerto. And then we got to do one encore and it was the Pasakalia Handel Halverson, which we'd played enough hundreds of times. And then he packed the cello and we flew back to Oslo and he gave that cello to the investor. It was one of those very nice cellos. For a couple of years, I really felt gosh, I'm alone. Then came COVID. And during that, I, I think many people felt alone. So yes. I, I think I've uh, now I'm ready to, you know, <laughs> continue. So you're ready to get out there and share share your light, share this new light yes. with everyone. And that's really exciting. And what, yes. do you, what are you going to do? How are you going to top this one? Oh, oh you mean next? Yeah. What's next? Yeah, what's next? <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's it, it's a process. It's a process. This Luis coming up with it and actually pulling it through, if you can say that, going, you know, going for it, took some time. When being around, traveling, listening, meeting people, I think I get very much inspiration from that. And then you hear things, you pick up things. And 
all these little small things together can maybe become something new. After, uh, you need a few more cancelled flights, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's obviously your inspiration. You get your inspiration from there. You get you. I can hear a lot of nature in this album. I must say. Yes. And that and that. I mean, that's your that's your background. That's where you came from. You were always yeah. very inspired by nature. So, yes. so maybe maybe that's airports and nature. That's a very good combination. It's a nasty contrast, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's awful, awful. <laughs> no, but yes, obviously nature for me. I mean, I'm living in Norway. I I get to go out. I have the forest two minutes away. I have the water. I have mountains. It's um, it's a luxury. I feel very fortunate. Yes. Thank you for this album, really. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you about it. And I hope you. you're going to play some of it live in Berlin. I think I will. I think we've blocked some dates and I think, well, I'm, I'm soon coming to Germany anyway. I am, uh, I'm always very happy when I can travel around and, and now play for people again. It's, um, yeah, it's incredible, yes. isn't it? It's just yes. like, well, that's what we do. It's, it's, yes. it's, we don't just play the notes. We, we, what we play it's, is our soul and we need yeah. it's people on the other side. It's an exchange of energy, isn't it? Like yeah. back and forth. Yeah, and like a podcast. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I feel it through the screen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Marty, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, you, all the best for the album. And I hope next time you can be here in the studio with me and then yes. we'll go out to celebrate afterwards, okay? I'd love to. Looking forward. <laughs> Thank you very, very much. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast with Mari and would like to hear future podcasts or catch up on past ones, we have had some fabulous guests, then please subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast from. I'm Sarah Willis, and it has been a total pleasure being with you today. See you next time. Mm-hmm.